Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to use Finale and GarageBand to record and write your own music. This has been something that I am currently working on, currently working on writing music and recording music. And there are some things that I've learned along the way from using Finale and from using GarageBand that would have been so helpful if someone just told me right away, especially with getting set up and with using those programs for the very first time. So Finale is pretty much the go-to software for writing digital sheet music. And it looks like a blank staff when you open it up and then you literally just click on the staff to write in your notes. So essentially it's almost the same as handwriting your own music, except you're just doing it straight onto the computer. And it works very, very well, uh, but there are some things that are helpful to know when you're getting that set up. GarageBand is a recording software that comes on a Mac computer and it is really good to use to record if you have a keyboard and you can plug in your MIDI chord straight into your computer and then record from there. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about why I would recommend recording straight into a computer versus recording from a, an acoustic piano and the pros and cons of that and then how to use both of these programs to get the best experience when writing your music. So to start off, I'm going to start by talking about GarageBand a little bit and then go into Finale. So in GarageBand, it is awesome to record your song first into here because it literally writes the music onto a score or onto the staff as you're playing note per note on your keyboard. So if you open it up, it's gonna have new project, and then it's gonna say empty project. You're just gonna click empty project. From there, you're gonna have four options. So uh, you'll have the software instrument option, the audio option, or the drummer option. At least this is with the version that I currently have. They're always updating. So you just wanna choose the option that says plug in a US MIDI keyboard to play and record. So you're gonna click that one, click create. And then from this point, you are gonna to have to plug in your MIDI chord. So a MIDI chord is just a short chord that has a USB plug on one end, and then another kind of plug on the other end that goes straight into the keyboard. Some keyboards are built in with that plug that you can use. So you just wanna make sure you have a keyboard that has the plug for a MIDI um, outlet, and then you can purchase the additional cord. Most keyboards don't come with the cord, the MIDI keyboard uh, or the MIDI cord. You have to go and buy that, but you can buy it at a store for just about 10 bucks and then plug it into your computer. Also the Yamaha pianos, the Yamaha keyboards, I have the P35 or 45, whichever one is the newer model. And then those come with the MIDI cord option. And then I had to purchase the additional cord. You plug it straight into your computer and then you are ready to roll. So once you're open on GarageBand, you want to click on the sound piano and then you have the option for the Steinway Grand Piano. Steinway is the best acoustic piano out there. It's what most colleges have for all of their students to practice on. 
and Steinways, they make all of the grand pianos and they just sound amazing. So in GarageBand, they're just saying that the piano option that they have is gonna sound like a Steinway grand piano, woo. And then you wanna turn off the metronome. Sometimes GarageBand will come with the metronome turned on as you're recording and we definitely don't want that on as we're recording unless you wanna to try to play in time with the metronome. I never do that because in my music, I like to ebb and flow with the, um, of course with the dynamics, but then also the tempo. So here is the wonderful thing that I just totally didn't realize about GarageBand until a couple years after I had had it. So here's how to access the place where it's gonna make your music display all of the notes on the staff. You're gonna go up to the top and you're gonna click view and then you're going to click show editor. Now, under editor, it's gonna have one option, piano roll. That's gonna show you the actual keys on the piano. It's gonna have a little picture of a piano and color in the keys that you're playing. The other option is the score. So you click on score and before you record anything, it's not gonna have anything, but once you record and start playing, it will show all the notes right there on the score. This is essentially what finale is gonna look like. You're gonna have your score and you're gonna plug the notes right in. So once you record your notes on the score, that's awesome. It shows you exactly what note you are playing, which is so helpful. I used to record songs on my phone and then listen to those songs and then figure out what note I was playing. And then from there, take the note and then write it into my score on finale. But this allows me to record straight into GarageBand and already know what notes I am recording. And then at that point, all I have to do is figure out the rhythm and the timing and all that. The only downside to the score in GarageBand is that it rarely ever records the right timing. It'll have eighth notes, 16th notes, 32nd rests, all the craziest stuff. And that's just because it's so rigid as a computer recording the timing and the beat that if you are off at all, by any little fraction of a second, it's going to type that straight into the score. <laughs> so very rarely does the beat ever work out correctly in GarageBand, but you do have all of the exact notes. And from there you can take what you've learned. Okay, I'm playing these notes and then you can from there go over to finale and then type them in. So that's what I use GarageBand for. Also, by the way, the way I like to record music, there's a couple different ways. I of course, love to play by ear. So sometimes I'll just sit down and play by ear and record that way into GarageBand. Sometimes I will be wanting to make a song and I'll just record a couple measures at a time or just four measures at a time or a little grouping of notes at a time. And then I'll press pause and then I'll come up with the next part and then press record and then I'll record a few more measures and then I'll stop and then I'll keep going. And that's when I'm trying to be more intentional to write simpler music. When I'm just playing to play to have fun, I just go for it. But I have found, at least in starting out, that it's been more helpful for me to write songs that are a little bit more simple in order to compose them over in finale just to get started. And so 
having a more simple option first has been helpful for me to just go ahead and take action and get some songs written. And then later down the road, I would love to get all of the other sheet music written. But for now, I've just known this is my first action step is to make something simple enough that I can accomplish it. So that's what I'm working on currently. So now let's go talk about Finale. Finale is the go-to software for writing digital piano sheet music and they're always updating. So I bought this version in 2020, so I've had it a little while, but you just wanna get the newest version. They have discounts, or at least they did when I purchased it, if you're a student or if you're a piano teacher. So make sure that you take advantage of those discounts. Once you purchase Finale, you have it. So you have it for good. And then if you ever wanna buy the updated version, you can. But you're gonna open it up and the first window that's going to appear is the launch window and this looks so confusing because it has all these little boxes that says open you can open an existing project it has the setup wizard button it has the templates button it has the exercise wizard and it has the default document so ah what do you do you're going to click on the setup wizard and then from there it is going to open up a series of pop-up windows that allow you to choose settings about setting up your score. So in music, we have all sorts of different things that we want to think about. And this is just like, if you were to handwrite a piece of music, you're going to have to think about, okay, what key is my song in? What time signature am I going to use? Am I going to have a treble clef and a bass clef? Am I just going to have a treble clef and a bass clef? Or am I writing music with multiple parts, um, like say for an orchestra? Do I want um, my music to have any specific tempo at the beginning? All these things we want to think about before we start writing our music. So the setup wizard is going to guide you through all those things you have to think about. So the first thing that comes up is it says to select an ensemble. And over in the box to the right, it has an engraved style or a handwritten style. I just go with the engraved style and then click next now over here it's going to have you select from all the different kinds of staffs that you could choose from so we have the blank staff option in the next little box to the right it's going to have blank staff or grand staff so grand staff has the treble and the bass clef blank staff i'm not sure what that has um I assume it would just be the lines without the treble or the bass symbol. I don't know. But if you click on the grand staff, you have to click on the button that says add, and then you've added that grand staff to your document. Now down at the bottom, it'll say score order, and it'll already be selected as orchestral. You wanna change that to custom, and then click next. And our next box is gonna have an option for the title, for the composer, for the subtitle, the arranger, copyright, blah, blah, blah. You can fill all that in. Okay, next. This next window is the probably most important. You get to choose your time signature. You get to choose your key signature, whether it's major or minor. You get to choose your tempo marking and you get to choose your pickup measure and your number measures. All of this is so important. And here's why. Um, in Finale, since it's a computerized program, it is very mathematical <laughs> and meaning it's only gonna allow you 
to put the correct number of beats in each measure. So if your song is in 4-4, four, four, that means there's four beats per measure and the quarter note gets the full beat. And that's what Finale is going to allow you to write in that measure. Now, as you're writing your music, if your song changes tempo, you can just write that change of tempo into your music. There's special buttons that allow you to do that. And you can say, okay, I want my song to change from 4-4 four, four, and I want to change it to 6-8 at measure 9 or whatever. And you can do that. But you can also change it later, but it's so much easier to set it up correctly when you start out. So you could choose 4-4, four, 6-8, four, 12-8, 9-8, 3-4, cut time, all this stuff, common time. If you don't know what any of these mean, um, you really need to take some theory classes <laughs> before you start working in Finale. Finale runs on your knowledge of theory. So the, the more theory, the more piano theory you know, oh, the easier it is going to be to access Finale and to have a good time composing music. If you don't have a firm grasp on piano theory, Finale will probably be your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a little notification from my computer. So you're going to choose your time signature. Then that's going to be so important because, again, the math, it's going to have to work out perfectly in each measure. So you need to know what your time signature is. You got to be able to find the beat in your song. Now your key signature, you can select major or minor. And the great thing is as you use these little up and down arrows for your key signature, it just cruises around the circle of fifths. So you can find the key that you want. Also, it automatically knows to put sharps or flats in your key signature, whether it's major or minor. It has this option, hide key signature and show all accidentals. Now that is weird. Um, that would be like just having no sharps or flats in the key signature and anytime you use a sharp or flat, then it writes it right before that note. I don't see a reason why you'd have to do that. <laughs> so you could just leave that blank. Okay, specify initial tempo marking. Here's your next box. You want to be able to know what this is because as you're composing your song and you're writing your song in finale, there is this playback option where you can hit play and it will play the notes that you have written, which is awesome because then you can see whether you have written it correctly. If it sounds like what you wanted it to sound like, woo, hot dog, you have written the music exactly how it's supposed to be. If you play it and you go, whoa, that doesn't sound how I want it to sound, then it means Either your notes are wrong or your timing is wrong and you know what you need to fix. So if you get the tempo correctly, it'll play it back at the speed that you want your song to be played at. So when you have already recorded your song or you have an idea of what your song is going to sound like, you know how fast your song is going to be, you need to find your downbeat or just find the quarter note or whatever note you want to be the speed of your song. And then you're going to click your tempo. You're going to click whatever note you want as the, the guiding note. Then you're going to click your speed. So your speed is according to a metronome. And this is where you've got to have knowledge of the metronome as well. You can also pull up an online metronome to find what speed your song is. But let's say, uh, for example, the song I'm writing today is in 12-8 and it's in the key of A minor. And my starting tempo is, oh man, what did I even do? Hmm. I think I did, 
Let me actually let me pull up my current song. <laughs> Options. So for my song, I just did the tempo marking. Okay, I'm just gonna have to finish this one option here and then pull up my other song. Open. <laughs> okay, I might have to find that later. But what you wanna do is figure out your tempo. So mine was in 12-8 and I wanted every grouping of three eighth notes, so a dotted quarter note, to be the speed of 80, which means that as I'm playing along, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve eight sounds like four four, but three beats for every quarter note, if that makes sense. So the reason you'd want to write in twelve eight is if you have a lot of groupings of three, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, instead of writing in four four using triplets all the time, it would be a lot easier to write in twelve eight using eighth notes as your uh, full beat. So for that one, I wanted every group of three eighth notes to be the speed that goes about like bump, 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 and that's about 80. So I just put that number in, and then when it plays back the song, then I know uh, what to do from, then I know I can hear what the song is sounding like, and then I can hear if I need to fix anything. So that's why the tempo marking is so important. And then the last thing you'll wanna figure out is the number of measures for your song. For some reason, it always just says 31, at least on my setup wizard. It's like, okay, your set number measure is 31. I change that, I generally just plop 100 right in there. Like, okay, 100 measures, good to go. It's super easy to delete extra measures because you just highlight the measure and press delete. If you wanna add extra measures, you can do that. I find it's easier to delete extra than to add extra. So I just put in a whole bunch. And then when you open up your document, the first thing you are going to see is all these measures that have whole rests in them. Every measure has a whole rest. And that's because every measure has to have some sort of beat associated with it. So you're also going to find that all the measures look really, really tiny and small. And that is okay. Once you start typing in your notes and composing your music, the measures will automatically expand to be bigger, and then it'll get to the point where you have maybe three measures per row or four measures per row. Later on, you can force your music to have a certain number of measures per row. You can force it to have a certain number of rows per page. You can force everything later, but as you're writing your music, it's just automatically gonna expand and make room for the notes in each measure. So now we have our music, we're ready to roll. And the first thing you should do, <clears throat> up on the top, it'll probably already have some windows open that have some note values, like a whole note, half note, quarter note, eighth note, 30 second notes, uh, all that. And then it'll have some rests available as well. And it'll have your playback option up there with the little play button. And then up at the very top, you're gonna have a lot of options under file, edit, utilities, view, document, MIDI slash audio tools, uh, plugins, window, and then help. So under tools, it's going to have a lot of things that we're going to use. But to get started, the easiest thing to do and the most basic way to add notes to your music is to click on first, you got to click on 
your note value. So if you want it to be a quarter note or a whole note or an eighth note, you have to choose one of those. So just click on one of those. And then this little gray note is gonna appear floating around in the staff. And you can just click anywhere in the staff and it will write a note right there. Boom. You can do it with your mouse. Just boop, click, and then yay, your note is there. And then it turns pink once it has written that note. And then you can just keep clicking writing notes. That's the very basic way to do it. You can always change your note value up here. Like let's say you're like, oh, I wanna write an eighth note instead. So just click on eighth note and then click in a measure. Uh, and then you can keep on writing. You can just press delete. Whichever note is pink is the highlighted note. So if you press delete, it'll delete that note. Okay, that is the basics of using Finale. Here's a couple shortcuts. I'm not gonna go into a ton of shortcuts. I'm just gonna give you a few of the basic shortcuts that I use all the time. So <clears throat> let's say that you are writing some music and you have some notes and you want to write an interval. So let's say I'm writing a G and I also want to add a D on top of that so that I'm playing a fifth. You could very carefully just like hover that little gray note on a D right above the G and then click, yay, and then you have a fifth. That's a really tedious way to do it. A better way to do it is to just write a G and then press the five. And your numbers on your keypad represent intervals. So it'll just add that interval to your note. You can add multiple intervals in a row. Like let's say you want G on the bottom, D in the middle, and then another G on the top. So from G to D, from, from treble G to treble D is a fifth. From treble D to that higher G is a fourth. So then you could write G and then press five and then press four. And then you have a fifth and then a fourth. So you have three notes all stacked up together. So numbers are always your intervals. Okay, I'm gonna delete a couple of those. You can also use your numbers, at least on a Mac, if you press option and then you press a number, like option four is going to turn my note instead of whatever it was, it's gonna turn it into an eighth note. Option three is gonna turn it into a 16th note. Option two is gonna turn it into a 32nd note. Option five is the quarter note. Option six is the half note. Option seven is the whole note. So your numbers are your note values if you press option before that number. Your numbers are intervals if you just play the plain number. All right, so now one other little easy way to enter note values is let's say that you see your gray note floating around and you want to start off with the note uh, treble C. <laughs> so if you just press C on your keyboard, boop, it'll pop a C in there. Now here's the weird thing about typing your notes in. You can type any note in. You can just type like C, D, E, F, G, and it will pop those notes in. For example, uh, let me do that for you. C, D, E, F, G. And I just typed those straight into Finale and it just wrote them on the computer. The only thing about this is wherever the gray note is floating, that is gonna give the general idea where your new note is gonna land. So 
I'm going to delete a few of these. If my gray note is floating really, really, really high, then it's going to pop the closest C to that gray note. Um, let me explain it another way. Let's say my gray note is way up here on treble C, but I want to type C and I want middle C to appear. I can use my down arrow to move this gray note around until it's close to middle C. And then if I just press C, now it appears on middle C. So wherever your gray note is closest to is where your typed note will appear. It took me a little while to figure that out because I was using the typing and then I was like, why is this typing this note an octave above or an octave below where I actually want it? And it was just because the gray note is sort of the little prediction where your new note is gonna land and it just aims closest to that note. Okay, so you can type in the treble clef, then you gotta go type in the bass clef as well. Here's the frustrating part about finale and kind of the genius part too. I mean, it's great that it's set up this way, but it can be frustrating. You have to have exactly the right timing in each measure for everything to work out. <laughs> and if you are missing a beat or two in a measure, or here's where it gets really frustrating. Let's say you don't realize how many beats you already have in your measure and you're trying to add a half note and maybe you've already typed in two and a half beats in that measure somewhere and it's not allowing you to click and to add that note, it's probably because you're trying to add a note that's too big for the measure. So you need to think, okay, how many more beats do I have left? Oh, I only have a beat and a half left. Well, let me change that to a dotted quarter note. All right, one thing about uh, dotted quarter notes and eighth notes, there's a shortcut for those. If you uh, see up here, you have all your notes, you have your whole note, your half note, your quarter note, your eighth note. You don't have any dotted notes. And there's two ways to add a dotted note. You can click on tool and then you can click on simple entry. And then down here, it has an option to click dot. <laughs> and you just literally click dot and it adds a dot to your note. And it adds a dot to whatever note it is. It can be a quarter note or an eighth note. It'll just make it dotted. And then to take the dot away, you do the same thing. Click on tools, scroll down to simple entry, scroll down to dot and then yay. Now that is kind of tedious. What I like to do is just have the note highlighted so it's pink, and then you click the period button, boop, and it adds a dot. Oh, it's just grand, it's wonderful. All right, um, now you can also, oh dear, why is it doing that? So I just realized that you can add lots of dots. Hee <laughs> hee, I thought that it would make the dot go away. Okay, gonna have to figure out what's going on there because in the past you just clicked the period and it added the dot and then you clicked it again, it took the dot away. So um, there's also another option for a, um, to make it an eighth note. Oh yeah, you just click option and then you click four. We talked about that earlier. Okay, one last thing that took me a while to figure out, and this is a more advanced music concept, but let's say that you're writing some music and you have a half note that you want held out or a whole note that you want held out in your treble clef, but you also want some notes played underneath. Like let's say you have treble C held out as a whole note, but underneath that you want to play E, F, 
G, C as four quarter notes. In this case, this gets more advanced, but there's a way to do that. Finale does not allow you to just write a whole note and then right underneath it, add a quarter note. It will automatically force that interval to be the same beat. So it'll either force your treble C and your E to both be a whole note, or it'll force that sixth, that interval to both be a quarter note. The way that you can force it so that your higher note is a whole note and your lower notes are other different notes, like quarter notes, is to make your music into different layers. And this is kind of the same concept that is used in Photoshop, where you have multiple layers of pictures that you're editing and then you stack all those layers on top of each other and then it appears that you have this one beautiful picture that's edited in this amazing way. Same thing in Finale. And to do that, you are going to click up on... Oh dear, do I remember how to do this? It's been a little bit. <laughs> it's one of the options that you click layer and you have an option for layer one you have an option for layer two. Oh yeah okay up on view you scroll down and then you go over where it says select layer and then if you automatically it's just writing all your music on layer one but if you select layer two here's the cool thing now you get to go in and whatever measure you want those additional notes to appear you work from your music on layer two and you have to write in the correct beat value again. So you might end up having to write in some extra rests for that particular measure if your note is not all on beat one, two, three, four. Like let's say you want a note to appear on beat two, but you want a rest on beat one. You're gonna have to write in that rest. You can also, for different layers, you can make certain notes be visible and then certain notes be invisible. There's also shortcut buttons for that, which you can Google. And those, that is just something I learned as I was working on writing some music. It was really helpful to know. It took me a lot of time to find out how to do that, but there's always a way to do whatever it is you want to do on Finale. It just requires a lot of Googling and a lot of learning. One thing that I found very helpful is to always be Googling the shortcut. So I, when I'm writing my music on Finale, I will be writing, but then I'll also have a page beside me where I just have a pen and a paper and I make a note of all these little shortcuts. Cause you'd be surprised how quickly it is to forget a shortcut that you just learned. <laughs> like, oh, when I press a number that adds an interval. So I would literally jot that down. Numbers mean intervals or option number means note value or period means it adds the dot or whatever it is that you have as a shortcut for a finale. Just keep a quick tab of those. And as you're learning finale, it's going to feel really slow and clunky at first, but you could start out just clicking all the notes in. But my recommendation would be as soon as possible, start utilizing all the shortcuts because it's going to be hard to learn anyway. So you might as well learn the shortcuts as you're learning. So that is your general intro to using Finale and to using GarageBand to write your own music. Hope you enjoyed this. And um, 
Thanks for listening. Bye.